It's August 4th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories today. China says it conducted precision missile strikes in the Taiwan Strait this morning. China earlier announced that military exercises by its Navy, Air Force, and other departments were underway in six zones surrounding Taiwan, which Beijing claims as its own territory to be annexed by force if necessary. Long-range, armed, live-fire precision missile strikes were carried out on select targets in the eastern area of the Taiwan Strait. The Eastern Theater Command of the People's Liberation Army, the Communist Party's military wing, said in a statement on its social media platform. The expected outcome was achieved, it added. No other details were given. The drills are due to run from today through Sunday and include missile strikes on target areas in the seas north and south of the island. One thing to remember is that foreign policy is often aimed at domestic audiences. Chinese President Xi is attempting to secure an unprecedented third term at the upcoming Communist Party Congress expected this fall. He may also skip the pretense and be named leader for life. In addition, he has also stoked nationalist sentiments around Chinese problems in Xinjiang, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. These positions necessitate a firm response to the Pelosi trip. So even if these exercises hurt China's foreign policy, if they help Xi maintain power at home, they've been successful for him. Russian energy giant Gazprom says it is impossible to take back a turbine that is vital for gas supplies to Europe due to Western sanctions. The 40-foot turbine is stranded in Germany after returning from Canada where it was repaired. Berlin insists the equipment is not affected by sanctions and accuses Russia of not honoring its contracts for political reasons. The turbine is part of the Nord Stream 1 pipeline from Russia to Germany, which Russia recently cut to 20% capacity. Russia has consistently used energy supplies as a point of leverage as they provided Europe with 40% of its natural gas supply last year. The European Union is making a final push to save the Iran nuclear deal, convening all negotiators for an unexpected and sudden resumption of talks today, three sources familiar with the situation told Politico. Diplomats from the U.S., Iran, China, Russia, Germany, Britain, and France, as well as the EU, will be in Vienna to see if there is any hope of reviving the JCPOA. A draft roadmap on how to achieve a deal has been essentially ready since earlier this year, but Russia's war in Ukraine, followed by a dispute over whether the U.S. would remove its terrorist designation from an Iranian military unit, have stalled any final agreement. Elsewhere, the Senate on Wednesday voted overwhelmingly to admit Finland and Sweden to NATO, putting the military alliance on track for historic expansion in response to Russia's war in Ukraine. With 95 senators voting in favor, the defense treaty heads to President Joe Biden's desk, where he is expected to ratify it in the coming days, making the U.S. the 22nd NATO nation to give its approval. 
All 30 NATO members are expected to complete the ratification process before the end of the year. The vote represents the latest Western condemnation of Russian leader Vladimir Putin and his invasion of Ukraine, which is entering its sixth month. Yesterday, powerful Shiite cleric Muqtada al-Sadr called for the dissolution of Iraq's parliament and early elections. Al-Sadr's demand came after thousands of his followers stormed the parliament building over the weekend and declared a sit-in. The protesters were demonstrating against the involvement of Iran-backed political groups in the formation of the next government. The United Nations has urged Iraq's political leaders to prioritize national interest and end the power struggle. Peruvian Prime Minister Annabel Torres Vazquez has abruptly resigned, becoming the fourth premier to leave the job in the past year. Torres announced his resignation in a letter to President Pedro Castillo on Wednesday, attributing his decision to personal reasons and wishing his friend Castillo success. By Peruvian law, Castillo must accept or reject his resignation. Torres's resignation now comes as Castillo is under pressure to resign by the opposition. Castillo is currently the subject of five investigations, four of them for alleged corruption. Top Southeast Asian diplomats meeting in Cambodia's capital intensified efforts yesterday to stop the escalating violence in Myanmar and to address other pressing and often divisive regional issues. It is the first in-person meeting of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations foreign ministers since the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Myanmar's military ousted the democratically elected government in February 2021, and the country was asked not to send any political representative to the ASEAN meetings in response to the violence that has ensued. Among other things, the five-point consensus calls for dialogue between all concerned parties and an immediate end to violence. The military-led government has shown little interest in following the plan, however, and last week announced that it had resumed judicial executions hanging four democratic activists. In lighter news, a Mississippi man said his pet cat helped prevent a robbery at his home, and he credits the calico with possibly saving his life. Bandit, a 20-pound cat, lives with her retired owner Fred Everett in the Tapello suburb of Belden. When at least two people tried to break into their shared home last week, the cat did everything she could to alert Everett of the danger. He was first awoken by Bandit's meows in the kitchen. Then she raced into the bedroom, jumped onto the bed, and began pulling the comforter off him and clawing at his arms. Everett knew something was wrong because the cat had never done anything like that before. He got up to investigate and saw two young men outside his back door. One had a handgun and the other was using a crowbar to try to pry the door open, he said. Everett said by the time he retrieved a handgun and returned to the kitchen, the would-be intruders had already fled. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief 
and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, Chris and I will speak with David Sachs of the Council on Foreign Relations about China and Taiwan. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio later today to hear David Rothkopf, Kavita Patel, Allison Gill, and Frank Figluzzi talk about the latest in the January 6th investigations. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.